Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. It is January 15th, and the word of the day is weather. Is that been like the biggest thing for you guys too? Weather. We have had a January of cold, snow, more snow, wind, and more cold. But maybe it'll warm up in the next couple of weeks. We got super spoiled in December with the elevated temperatures and rain, but being able to get around and not be super cold. Um, Yeah, it's super cold now. We probably got, I don't know, this entire week, it's well over two feet of snow, probably more like 36 inches from the last two storms. Um, But the big snowblower and tractor has done its job. I am so glad because it's just been a chore for everybody to keep the roads clear and be able to go to work on the days that you need to go. So we've been home a lot and watching football and staying warm. You may have noticed that a certain blue and gold college team, University of Michigan, won the national championship. We were so excited. And then last night, we had another big football-related surprise. The Lions won their first game in the playoffs. Yes, you have to go through the playoffs to make it to the Super Bowl. Do I think the Lions are going to the Super Bowl? Um, It's a very slim chance, but I am excited because the Lions have had a bad team for so long, and they won. They've really shown that they are a good team and it's been exciting to watch them all year and there is nothing more exciting to watch than good football it was great last night um there's fans just crying because the lions won for the first time in 32 years a playoff game and there's one gentleman in the stands who was on tv because he had season tickets for 66 years Can you imagine? So he had a great, great game to watch. So with riding out the blizzard over the weekend, um, been home a lot, working on a lot of things, and just kind of going with the flow of the season, right? Winter is the time to be more relaxed. Um, I'm home a lot more and doing a lot more phone calling and connecting with people tried to go to the quilt group Friday, but the weather was too bad. And just really kind of feeling like I'm in my home um, a lot. I will say I've been making it a, a lot of goals for January that are 
doable, incremental, and just habit stacking. And we'll talk about those a little bit. But I did graduate from physical therapy and keeping on my exercise trend, I'm trying to do a little bit every day. So what kinds of things am I making for goals for this year? Well, I want to work out and eat healthy. Those are my two main goals. I've really been more oriented toward doing a lot of things and using up my stashes and decluttering and organizing, which I still am, but I want to approach those things with the more mindful and reasonable amount of time. I used to devote a lot of time a day doing all of those things and quilting for other people and writing patterns and doing social media. And to be quite honest, I've come to the end of that segment of wanting to do those things in my life. I just want to do things for a few specific folks, you know, like maybe long arm, or if I want to design a pattern, I'll do it for my own personal benefit. And I am cutting way back on content creation and social media in general, but not cutting back on the podcast because I enjoy the podcast. But you may notice that I am not going to be posting as much on Instagram and Facebook, I'm still going to be there, but it's not going to be like daily. Um, I'm going to post more of my process and my um, progress on the Facebook group. And it's just really all of a sudden it's just become too much. It was a fun experiment while it lasted, but now I am pretty um, pretty well burned out on it. And I realized that if you want to spend more time doing the things that you want to do in your life, then you need to cut back on some things. So what are things that I'm going to be doing on social media? Probably posting about the podcast. I am cutting back, like I said, on all that content creation and shorts and reels and probably YouTube. I don't know that I'll be doing much with that. We'll see what happens over the year. But I do like doing Saturday morning coffee. I like writing. It's a good thing for me to do. It's kind of like a diary and things that I'm thinking about on the blog and writing and this podcast. Everything else is just really, I may... I'll be there and I'll use it, but I'm not going to make it a top priority. But I want to do a lot more still around the house. So I'm going to do that slow roll on the decluttering project, both the overall trying to scale back on the house, preparing for the five-year plan for retirement, as well as um, a slow roll on the sewing room declutter project with Karen Brown. I'm watching her videos every day, but there's not been a whole lot of things because I did a deep dive last year on the sewing room decluttering project. And what I think I need to do more is focused on organizing the space because I don't really need to purge and get rid of a lot of things, but I need to look at how I'm storing the things and she talks a lot about capacity and that's kind of got me thinking about the capacity of what I can accomplish in 24 hours like I just talked about 
Um, so the capacity of this room is very small. I have a capacity of the long arm space upstairs and I just, there, what I have in here is fine, but what I need to do is tidy it up and make more sense of how I'm using the space as well as storing things because over the year, that's what gets a little messed up is the organization. I tend to get a little scattered with it and then I pull things out for projects and put them in bins and put things in other bins and then I can't remember why I had this collection of things in that bin and just kind of make more sense of it all. So that's one of the goals for this year. I am proud to say that I loaded my friend's quilt that I am long arming. So I want to long arm all of the quilt tops that I have, which aren't that many. I was pretty excited. I'm down to about five. Most of them are small or lap sized and I want to bind all the quilts. So that is about I think there's about four or five in that stack. They're twin, pretty good size quilts to bind. But I did bind one of them and it's going to be donated. It's a trip around the world batik quilt I made during lockdown. And I made it out of um, stash fabric. It's really pretty. And I think because I want to use more of the batiks that I have in my stash, as well as... Um, make another trip around the world because it was so much fun. I think I'll probably make another someday, but that's going to be donated to the silent auction for the high school wrestling team. So I hope that gets more than $20. That's what I hope, but I'm excited that that project is done. Binding um, wasn't as horrible as I remember it being. Um, it's been a couple years since I've done one of any size. I think this one is 50 by 50 and my little sewing table setup in my craft room worked out very, very well. I did not machine bind the whole thing though. I did hand stitch the back because I didn't want a donation quilt to be the first one that I try that on and then have it be messed up. I wanted to just had a short period of time to be able to finish it and I didn't want to mess up that window of opportunity. So slow, slow living. I am really embracing that and working on things that will make my life healthy. So I am working on a couple of quilting projects. So what I'm working on now is the petite for quilt along and that's going to be part of the um, door quilt project. This is my January quilt because it is blue and white. It is, um, let me look here on the paper. It's going to be 46 inches square, which fits my large door on my office. Um, it's it's about that, it's about 50 some inches wide. It was a old hospital, so it's got really big wide doors. So that is my January, and I'll probably spill into February because I don't think I'll have all of the paper piecing done on the snails trails is the February block. But then, you know, when I come along with February, I um not 100% sure what quilt I'm going to do, but I'm thinking about that. I got a couple weeks yet to figure out 
that particular project. I'm also going through my UFOs because I have a baby quilt to do for one of my husband's co-workers and I found a triple Irish chain that I started and I decided that I don't want to make it the way the this free pattern is. It's really pretty and all but it's just I'm not loving the the layout. So what I'm going to do is put all of the the nine patches that I have done in a baby quilt and it's going to be for a boy. It's not going to be a classic baby quilt because it's burgundy, golds, coppers, dark greens and you know, but I think it'll be a fun quilt that a child could use for several years. And I really don't know the people, so I don't want to um, give a quilt that they won't appreciate. So I think that particular quilt, I think is what I'm going to do. But you know what? I can always change my mind. But I found those blocks and I was sorting them yesterday. And I think I'm going to put them up on the design wall here and start looking at my options for for the layout. And um, I'm also getting to the end of a couple of other projects. It's, this year is about finishing everything up and not being in a race to make too many projects and not get them finished. So the other thing that I am finishing up is cross stitch. There is a Merry Christmas Wishes that is, um, the last name is Barrick, is the person who made the pattern. It is very old-fashioned, kind of a Quaker-inspired um, Christmas tree that's like on a cake stand. Well, I purposely cut the fabric smaller when I started it because I didn't want to do the big borders on it. I thought they were kind of unnecessary. And I wasn't sure it was big enough to put the words Merry Christmas at the bottom with a couple cute little animals underneath the stand like reindeer and birds. But I have finished the entire cake stand in the animals and I'm starting Merry Christmas. And I think that I measured it out big enough to put the word Christmas wishes is on the bottom. Now at the top they put 1892 like a sampler and then they put a big border on it. Oh, I didn't didn't like the rest of that. So I am on ty uh, typing, stitching the words and I'm excited because I think I'm going to, I'm going to frame this particular project. And this is one of the biggest cross stitch projects that I have done that I started last year and maybe 18 months ago and I followed it through on a steady plan and I am definitely going to frame it. I'm going to try to frame it myself and buy sticky boards and what's called finishing tape. I've watched a few tutorials that Fat Quarter Shop has and you do need um, some proper what is the word um, um, archival quality so it doesn't discolor your threads and when Hobby Lobby opens up this spring, ours was destroyed in a tornado last year, well, a year and a half ago, almost two years now, and the store is almost finished being built, and they're hoping to have a spring reopening, and 
Hobby Lobby has a lot of frames. I don't have anywhere else to go and look and take the piece in. And I think we can, I can do it myself rather than pay them to frame it. But we'll see. We'll see if they run a special, like a grand opening special. And maybe they'll frame it for a very good price. Wouldn't that be fun? So I just, because it's my first um, frameable piece, I really want it to to be special. Now I did do that Lori Holt um, quilt. It was quilt block inspired and I did that myself. Um, in a, I wrapped it on a sticky board and then I put it in a frame. I guess that counts too but this is like a lot of stitches in it. It's really really pretty and then I can pull it out for the holidays and put it away when the season's done but I, I can't tell you I'm so excited about it and this year I would like to fully finish a lot of the smalls that I cross-stitched last year that is really not going to take long it's just one of those things you have to just I've watched a few tutorials and I have to get confident I do want to make a few little pin cushions or little pillows that I can put in my um, tear tray that I change out seasonally on my table. So that'll be fun. The other thing I did with cross stitching is I hand dyed my own Ada cloth. So a couple of years ago, a friend of mine works at the library as a volunteer and someone donated a whole bunch either there or at the Commission on Aging. I'm not sure. She works at both places. They don't donated a whole bunch of cross stitch books and a bolt of DMC Ada cloth still wrapped. It never been opened, but it was a rather small stitch count. It's probably 10 maybe. And I was nervous about it. And when I opened it, it's ivory colored and you know, it looked okay, but there's a little bit age to it. And so I was hesitant on stitching it, but I thought, wouldn't this be the perfect fabric to try following the Stitching with the Housewives and Kimberly Jolly did a video last year on, I think it was maybe December, on how to hand dye your own Ada cloth or cross stitching material, whether it's Monaco or Lugana with Rit dye. It was actually really easy and I scrunched it up because I wanted it to have a mottled or marbly different look to it. I did not tea stain it but you could also do that after you hand dye it you can coffee or tea stain it to give it a more aged look and that's what Stitching with the Housewives does a lot too. So I was super excited. I got that done and I'm using that in a project. So I'm learning a lot about cross stitch, about the nuances of it. And I'm watching a few videos to, to kind of get better at technique. So that leads me to um, what other types of things do I want to do in the crafting department? Well, I'm following a, another quilt along for the whole year and it's still, it's free. It's not too late to get involved. The Road Trip Quilter on Instagram is doing something called 24 in 24. It's really basic. She's doing two 
quilt blocks a month and so far they're very simple and I'm really working hard at making these I think are eight inch blocks and I enjoy doing basic types of quilt blocks every once in a while to get my seams and my technique better and I really had a hard time following some of Lori Holt's patterns and I kind of did some research and Kimberly Jolly does not like a few of her techniques so she when quilt alongs she will change making stars and some of her assembly process because um, I'm having a trouble getting some of the stars like in the seasonal stitchy star table runner just didn't the points just don't work out so I'm doing this without paper and I'm hand cutting these with my rotary cutter and being very careful so the first block we did was a broken dishes block and this release today was a anvil so that's the quilt along part but this cross stitch along part is the same blocks geometric shapes if you will in a small 24 by 24 square and you cross stitch that and so I'm using the hand dyed pink is what I use petal pink and it's small so I made the mistake on the broken dishes block of using two threads so this particular um, anvil is today's release and I'm going to use one thread and I'm like it's going to be just an experiment the whole the fabric's an experiment stitching the small is an experiment one over one it's like whatever um it doesn't matter if one of them doesn't <laughs> <laughs> you know has two threads the other part is if the background she wants to do um, what they call full coverage um, cross stitch the background in in white I'm not doing that I want this marbled fabric to stand out and I'm going to do the geometric shape or quilt block or the anvil part and I'm using up all my stash I already have stash floss and if I get better then I'm going to try to bust out the silk that I bought last year and some of the linen scraps I bought at Dying to Stitch in Virginia Beach they had small remnants just to try it out but I feel like I need to get better at it <laughs> before I try that so the 24 and 24 it's 24 little blocks that I'm stitching in a sampler for cross stitch on my hand dyed and 24 quilt blocks we'll see what their um it's kind of a mystery I have no idea how they're gonna set it but I have lots of ideas and if I need some assistance in the um, layout department I will just consult my electric quilter 8 I dug that out last night and um, tried to remember how to use that quilt program and I remembered so that's going to be fun because that sometimes helps when you're trying to figure out how you want to set a quilt so those are the things that I'm working on right now and the other thing that I'm wrapping up is the elementary wrap well I, that's kind of dumb wrapping up a wrap I'm finishing that I have been working on this for at least three winters elementary wrap was by um, I think it's I don't remember what company if you 
Google Elementary Wrap. It, it's really simple. All it is is a stocking net wrap that's like 110 inches stitches wide. I did not use circular needles. Um, never make that mistake again. And I had a very expensive skein of um, a variegated yarn that was burgundy's dark, dark burgundy, light burgundy into black. And now I'm at the last color change of the yarn, which is just black. So I am very thrilled to see the end. Will it really be a wrap on me since I am a pretty large person? I doubt it. It'll probably be more like a big, fat, oversized scarf, which is fine with me. I'll just wrap it around my shoulders and neck and use, I have a couple of um, shawl pins. There we go. And some are like you, you they have like a rivet that you unscrew and screw together and it clasps it shut. <gasps> really love it. And um, so of course I had to have a new project and I actually ordered the wrong yarn for it, which I thought I had spent all the time researching it, that I had the right yarn. But the yarn came in, it's really pretty and it is a Plymouth yarn that I really like. And that came from the yarn shop in Virginia Beach also in a pink and white speckly yarn. And the wrap, it's a really big wrap that you go around your torso twice, like an X. And each arm has a ribbed um, half sleeve. Oh, it's so pretty. And I ordered the knitting needles and they are circular needles, the length that they suggested in the size. And I have practiced the long tail cast on because I fell for the craftsy one and a half, one, a dollar fifty for their subscription this year. Okay, so the pattern is called Wrap Me Up Sweater Scarf, and this was by Knititude, which I saw originally on Instagram. And how to style this, she has also done a YouTube video that I haven't watched yet because I figured I'll figure out how to style it when I get closer to finishing it. But what I like about this, again, it's an advanced beginner and it's really an ingenious little design. So I purchased the pattern and knititude, K-N-I-T-A-T-U-D-E. And you could find that on Instagram and I believe it directs you to her Etsy shop. So she used DK yarn and I wound up buying a worsted weight yarn, which is not the end of the world because I'm using the same knitting needles and I'm larger. So it'll probably naturally make it a little bit larger. going to do a test swatch when the needles come in just to be sure that it's all going to work out in the end. And I'm going to use that long tail cast on. So Craftsy has had this thing over the holidays. You got a billion um, emails for $1.50. You can join a premium level. Now, if you want to do a lot more, you can buy a higher level or you can purchase the class if you want to keep it forever. Well, I never really 
keep things um, forever. In fact, I need to go through my Dropbox for all the downloaded patterns that I have and go, hmm, am I really going to use this? What's my capacity? Going back to the whole um, Karen Brown, just get it done quilts decluttering project. But um, I just, I'll be happy to have a wrap that will fit me and it will be what I want it to be to something to keep me warm on these very cold winter days or to have for the a light jacket day as we call here in Michigan and I don't maybe I don't want to wear a jacket but a wrap would be cool or to look nice with my outfit so I'm very excited so craftsy also on this level you just have to go through and be very careful about it I don't find it an, an intuitive um thing on the phone or the computer to use to figure out if I can watch it. But I found I wasn't clicking far enough or rolling far enough down on the screens for things that do interest me. And I started a watercolor class. I've watched several shorter form videos that are more inspirational. So I can say is that um, will I do it again over time and pay the full price for their subscription? Probably not because I don't don't feel like I had that much time to devote to watching and listening to lots of classes. But it is fun to expand your horizons beyond YouTube. And some people have some really lovely classes to take, but yeah, they're more than a dollar, right? So I'm definitely going to get my dollar and a half worth out of the subscription, but I've already made sure that I did not put it on auto renewal because I do not think I will renew it again at the end of the year. But they're they're fun to do for like every few years possibly because maybe you'll have more time and you can watch. Some of these classes are hours long, you know, like really, ugh, I don't want to learn the history of watercolor. I just want to get to the, like I got into the beginning part was an hour and a half on pigments and um, different types of watercolor paint and why a student versus um, more um, advanced people would choose certain pigments of paint, which is all very good. But, uh, you know, my ADHD brain just wasn't into all of that business. I just wanted to know how to paint. But like anything else, when you learn to quilt, I don't always get in, didn't get into buying certain fabrics and all the tools when I was teaching beginners, right? I, we got student level stuff and you start with what you got. So I, anyway, I'm just, that's the part I don't like. I don't want to invest lots of time and information on things that maybe I don't want to, um, to do. <laughs> Does that make sense? So Anyway, it's a good way to, to learn some new things and get inspired. So I'm going to consult here my little list. Oh, so the beginning of the year, we went to Lowe's and I was to told my husband I would go with him because at the beginning of the year, you should start the year out with a fresh plant for my collection. <laughs> so I bought... The one plant I've talked about for years is a Monstera. And in Lowe's, it didn't look as big as it is because, you know, high ceilings, warehouse style. I bring it home. It's just like going to Costco, right? 
brought it home. I bought a really pretty um, ceramic pot to put it in and oh my goodness, it's so big. Um, I have a moss pole on order and when it's not as cold as it is, I'm going to take it into the kitchen and repot it into the pretty, um, it's a teal pot and it's got drainage holes and the whole bit. But, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so big. I have so many plants in my little window, my west window, that I need to figure out a way to style the whole display better. I need to rearrange some plants. My Swiss cheese plant, they call it, which is another type of philodendron, which is like a small version of the Monstera. It's really growing all over the place, but I can't really hang it up because I can't reach it to water it. And the other part of it is the windows here are very cold in this hundred year old house. Um, so I can't like put it, put them all in the window that close. They will freeze. And that's what happened a couple winters ago in the north window. That's why I moved them off that window ledge and into this room. So a couple of my plants have gotten huge. The spider plant, which is a just basic green one, um, it's gotten massive. I keep cutting the little spiders off, you know, the offshoots because <laughs> it's huge. Um, I got a really, it's a ridged brown plant. I think it's a peperomium. I don't know all the names, but anyway, it, it survived and it's doing really well in there as well as the Norfolk Island pine and my gold, it's a speckly gold pothos. And I have a mini, um, it's a little ca uh, flowering cactus. And then all the baby cactuses, remember when I tried to repot the barrel cactus and all the arms fell off and I broke the plant? Oh yeah, do you remember that? Well, the baby cactuses are alive and starting to slowly take root and um, they're doing well. So I just need to get, like maybe get some something to raise the little plants up higher, give some dimension to the plant. And I think what I'm going to do is take the very long growth of the Swiss cheese plant and weave it in and around the table. I have it kind of woven up and around in this plastic hanging basket that it came in. It also will get repotted in the spring. I have a couple larger plants pots that had fairy gardens in them that they of course die in the winter so I saw somebody do this in a spider plant online is they put fairy lights in the spider plant like wove it through all of that and I thought it's very beautiful but what do you do when you water the thing right and I don't want to have a battery operated thing so I'm thinking of putting fairy lights in the display with my little dragon and a couple other fairy items that I have on the table and make that my indoor fairy garden. I know it's taken me this long to like come up with this plan, <laughs> but I want to make it super cute and not seem stupid. Uh, maybe it is stupid, but I don't care. It's, it makes me happy. So I got a Monstera and it's not dead because I'm waiting for that. I got to tie it up on a pole. And when it warms up, then I will shock it by putting it in new soil. So that has been another fun adventure.
And there's one last project I got from one of my family members, some dishes that they didn't like anymore, which happened to be um, some older corral pieces called Abundance, I'm pretty sure it is. It's got like fruit and a wreath, and then they had a cookie jar and a chip bowl and chip, it's got a it's a bowl and um, platter type of serving dish that you put the bowl in the center. Um, super cool. So I got rid of all of the older Ikea um, dishes that we've been eating on. They're all knife and fork marked and pretty worn out. But what I want to say about slow living is it took me several weeks to pull all those dishes out, put the wash the new ones, get them in the cupboard, move those dishes closer and closer to the back landing in the big box that I saved. And something that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have done in an hour or so. This took me a long time, but it's done. And with the dishes came these very large, heavy, beautiful cream drapes that will go very well in my living room. I may have to adjust the length and hem them, but I need to buy those metal um, curtain hooks that you slide up in the pleats of the drape and then hang them on the curtain rod. Um, I need to dust them off a little bit, probably in the dryer. They're clean. It's just, I want to dust them off a bit and then dust the windows and all of that. So that is my winter project. I would like to clean, pull this furniture out, clean around the windows and the floors and have assistance in hanging those drapes, which will, they're heavy enough, they will keep the cold out of some of the larger windows in the living room. And I don't know how many curtains are in these bags. Maybe they'll be big enough to hang in the spring on the front porch the curtains out there are sun bleached and about 20 years old and need they probably need to be retired aka trashed <laughs> so how fun taking somebody's um no longer needed items in your family and upcycling it um i just want to hang them i don't want i could I was thinking about doing some other big fancy projects with them, but I'm like, no, no, we're keeping things simple and hanging the drapes. So those are the things that I'm working on. Those are the projects in Sew Along. Um, I will put links for the Sew Alongs and Stitch Alongs in the show notes. And I think that um, I'm just going to try really hard to work on finishes this year. So what are you working on this year? Healthy living, slow living, and finishes are the words for me. And um, I really, really feel good about this. this. I've been kind of wrestling with some of these decisions about goals and what I want to do and how I want to spend my time. And I just kind of went, okay, it's time to naturally um, start scaling back on some of the things I was doing that are no longer serving me. But you can still find me on the blog at mycreativecorner3.com. You'll find my weekly blog post, Saturday Morning Coffee. Um, twice a month, I am doing the podcast. 
and I probably will still continue to post it to the YouTube channel because some people do enjoy listening to an audio podcast on YouTube. But you can find me on Spotify or any other podcast um, player that you may be using. I can always use support of people by sharing and letting other people know about this podcast and the show notes will be on the blog. I appreciate everybody's support and I really appreciate those who come and listen every week and thank you if you're new here. I hope that you come back and listen again. Have a wonderful January and let me know the things that you're working on in the comments of the show notes. I sure love getting the comments for those who have the ability and the time to leave them. Everyone have a most wonderful day and quilt on everyone.